0: Well, guess what,
1: you sons of bitches. We're back. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Regular episode Re- today.
0: Regular episode, and we're going to do a spoiler app.
1: Yeah, double duty. Double... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> CFN double duty. This seems like a bad spin-off TV show.
1: Episode 429, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. Yeah, it's got two Comic-Con episodes back-to-back. And now we're uh, back ready to talk about a giant shark movie.
0: Boy, halfway to 8.58, man. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Don't oh, worry. man.
0: I'm so mm-hmm. clipped. The, episode 8.58, when that happens, that's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be, we'll have a party. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. you
0: know, it's just...
1: Aaron will be there.
0: Oh, man. It's going to be so nice. Momentous. It's a quarter of the way to uh, 1716. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm excited. I want to say, um, I got to say, go ahead. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's not, sounded it's not way more confrontational than what I'm going to say. I'm going to thank everyone who came out to shows in Seattle, but I sounded like, you know what? It's time we fucking settle this <laughs> score, <laughs> you sons of bitches. No, uh, people who came out to the shows in Seattle were great up with Mike Schmidt. I did a political vigilante live and I uh, put the clips up on YouTube. If you wanna see the entire Political Vigilante episode, if uh, go to my patreon.com slash Graham and become a $10 uh, monthly subscriber, and you get bonus videos, and one of them is you get the entire Seattle Political Vigilante live. It's only the second time I've done it live. We did a game show. We had Mike Schmidt on stage asking questions.
1: It was fantastic. That's weird, Mike never asks questions.
0: No, he doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> He doesn't constantly question anything. Yeah.
1: He's usually just quiet and taking everything in. Yeah,
0: he gives you one-word answers. Yeah, <laughs> That's what Mike Schmidt does. Uh, but it was fantastic. Pearl Jam was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Did they uh, ask questions?
0: Did per- <laughs> Pearl Jam <laughs> asked a lot of questions, <laughs> um, which was weird. Yeah. The Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder was like, oh, what's up with the DNC? Where's the lawsuit? And I was like, yeah, Eddie, I agree with you. Flint and water still contaminated. <laughs> That's the worst any better impression anyone's ever done in the history of the world. So, uh... Jeremy's
1: thirsty.
0: <laughs> Jeremy's thirsty. <laughs> about it. it was the pr- before he blew his head off in front of the class. And you, mm, Jeremy prefers pizza over tacos.
2: You know, he, he sent something out to the Ocasio-Cortez campaign, and he said, we're still alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Real Ohio, oh, Socialism. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um so we should, should we should introduce our guest we we should yeah if he's gonna do it an i angel.
2: was gonna wait but then it's like yeah. we're doing song
1: puns he's and gotta I'm
2: jump right in and do it better
1: yeah everybody couldn't has resist. to resist
0: mm. no one's gonna sit in that chair and not do a, a song no
1: parody. no it's gonna happen aaron, aaron was getting ready too especially <laughs>
0: When I set the low bar of my horrible <laughs> impressions, it's like a drunk guy kind of doing a Nickelback as Eddie Vedder. Um, but let's introduce well, that is a...
1: Nickelback. Yeah,
0: that is. That's... <laughs> if Eddie Vedder gets drunk in an Audible, then it's Nickelback. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: it is. If about... Eddie Vedder gets drunk and stops caring, you got yourself.
0: In <laughs> yeah. If he didn't care about the product he was putting out on stage. They yeah. played for three and a half hours. Wow. Pearl Jam did. Just to
1: make sure Nickelback didn't come. Just on to stage. make sure
0: no, they wouldn't allow
1: him. Yeah. And they they, they did. Do you think Creed finally went? Oh, thank God, Nickelback's here. Now people stop making fun of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They must have. Thank God. But
1: then Scott Stapp was like, "I'm not going to be
2: outdone. Give me a webcam. <laughs> I have some ideas that need to be shared. Yeah. <laughs> ISIS are chasing me and my children. Put that on YouTube. Hero, hero,
0: hero, hero. My video cam. Um, but." And they also, their concert, uh, they've done, they're playing in four or five cities in big stadiums, and it's all to raise money for homelessness, and they've raised $11 million. Yeah, that's great. So I'm very excited for that.
1: So uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest. He's Um, been on the show
2: once before, I
0: believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And we're bringing him back because
0: he likes big sharks. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) You
2: know what, Graham? I I was thrilled. Like, when you asked me, I was just like, Graham... Thinks that we've spent enough time in a car together that he's like, Who do I feel comfortable asking to see the Meg in theaters? I know Ronald do it. Yeah. And it really made me feel good. I was like, Oh, that, that's Well, I'm that's honored. good. I'm glad because we we're talking about,
0: you know, he was like, Hey, I want to come on, and maybe do a spoiler up. I said, Oh, and he, you pick some really cool indie film. Can we talk about this? And I was like,
1: Close. Can we do 8th we grade? Well, the my movie.
2: girlfriend really wanted to see 8th grade, so we went and we saw that. So I was just like, well, I wanna, my girlfriend wants to see this, so we're going to go mm-hmm. see it.
0: Let's talk about this really heady, I was like, close, Ron. We're yeah. going to talk about a prehistoric shark that gets let loose. But you're right in the same vein, buddy. It's just like somebody saying, do you want to go eat Ethiopian food? Absolutely.
2: First, Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So. Second, E. coli. <laughs> 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 right. Middle
2: school problems? How about
1: ocean problems? Ocean problems. How about the world's problems now? Um, you know, a giant shark affects every middle school. <laughs> it really does. It really does. If you're so. worried about
0: what school your kids are going to go to, and there's a giant shark running Have we
1: said Ron's name yet?
0: No, we never can say I'm it. Trying to, I'm <laughs> no, don't say his full name. No. It's like the Candyman. If you say it three times, <laughs> yeah. he comes back. No, it's Ron Placone, everybody. <laughs> Hello. From the Jimmy Dore Show yeah. and from Get Your News On with Ron. Yeah.
2: The daily mm-hmm. news. Well, we're, I'm streaming it. I stream it live on my YouTube channel and on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, just Ron Placone. I do that Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, the podcast version comes out. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, the podcast is very new. Uh, it's three weeks old. But uh, you can get that on iTunes, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, It's just to get your news on with Ron Podcast. So. Nice.
0: And Ron and I have also done two progressive comedy tours. Uh, and we've got one coming up in November. Nice. We're going to Sacramento, November 2nd, San Francisco, November 3rd. Yep. Guess what? The Sacramento show is almost the third. It's almost a halfway sold out. Right? Almost.
2: So get your tickets now you can and then i'm sure it got it up on your website too so get your tickets now folks
0: yeah so sacramento's
2: already it's selling out
0: it's selling out it's august and a november show is almost is halfway almost halfway sold out so we might be adding shows there's talk of doing a political you shouldn't have
1: downplayed it so much first it was almost then it was halfway then it was almost halfway (laughs) the show is almost (laughs) sold out You better act now. Yeah, I've sort of un- unhyped
0: it. <laughs> Tickets are moving fast. Not that fast, you know, yeah. just at a moderate
2: rate. I mean,
0: not like crazy
2: fast, but like fast. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like There's a speed to like it. Tomorrow works is what we're saying, yeah. but yeah. but you should grab them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to get them immediately, but it just don't dawdle.
2: I think is what I'm saying.
0: Don't dawdle. Uh, yeah, we might be adding shows because I had so much fun doing Political Vigilante Live in Seattle. We're maybe going to add that somewhere so. And that's a great way to support everything we're doing. So check
1: that out, folks. But now let's get into... Oh, let's talk about The Meg. Uh, and there's some great trivia on the, this, edit, which was really interesting. Like that, I, I need
0: I, to say this real quick. We yeah. will be doing a separate The Meg spoiler app. With Ron. With Ron. Mm-hmm because, man, did we rope him into
2: this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what's crazy is I, I think I could have spoiled it without seeing it. I think I could have just, like, I I just been like, hey, guys, this is what happened, and I would have nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Nobody would have known.
0: Nobody would have known.
1: Um, the Meg is based on the book Meg, A Novel of Deep Terror. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was initially set up at Disney in 1997 uh, when the book was published. A bid which cost the studio nearly $1 million in 1997. And that's $1997, right. Graham. Right. Uh, and then it went into Turnaround and uh, didn't want to compete with Deep Blue Sea, which is hilarious. Um, then it went to Guillermo del Toro and then uh, Jan de Bond So it went all over the place. Uh, George Clooney vehicle at one point. But this is one thing that I think the studio really got right, and I'm glad this uh, didn't happen. Eli Roth was attached as director before he was replaced with John Turtletop. Roth left due to creative differences with the studio, namely that he wanted the film to maintain both its R rating and $150 million budget. It's also rumored that Roth, on top of writing and directing, also wanted to play the lead role of Jonas, but the studio believed he didn't have the star power. The studio was correct. Um, but yeah, it PG
0: thirteen was the final. Yeah, plot and
1: here's me. the thing: if it uh, if Eli Roth had directed this film, it would have been over the top, bloody and gross, and it also um, it would not have had the PG thirteen rating. Obviously, but it would also have eliminated a fair amount of the audience because this is one of those, you know, fantasy Jurassic Parky, big sharky things that teens are gonna love like my kids really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and uh, but there's no way I would have taken them to an Eli Roth R-rated shark movie no I would have I would have kept you know far clear of that I probably wouldn't have gone to see it
0: no Uh, they kept it at $130 million which is Mm -hmm. a fine
1: price tag for this that's a rather large price tag anyway yeah yeah so I would have um, loved to have seen how he gets the shark to torture someone though yeah, 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 yeah. Shark Hostel. So. Shark Hostel. <laughs> That's
0: what later Ross would have done. Shark Hostel. So
1: uh, it, it, it's interesting. Like you know, John Turtletob is one of those directors that you know. You look at no one's going. Oh, I can't wait for the next John Turtletob movie. No one's ever said that. No, in his no, even John Turtletob's never said that. So because uh, uh, you know, you look at National Treasure, and they're they're all kind of like eh, they're okay movies. Like uh, and, and this movie really. Um, it was interesting. Like it had that kind of. Uh, well, I liked the film. It had that kind of John Turteltaub flatness to part of it, where it's like this could have been a little more interesting, a little more campy. Like, give me an example. What if James Gunn had directed this movie? Mm. What it would have looked like? How much campier? How much more fun it actually would have been? Uh, Is whereas, that?
0: Are you saying you had a problem with it because it wasn't? You thought it should have been more campy?
1: I thought it should have been more campy for sure, well, especially when you saw the trailer. Like whoever edited the trailer wanted a much more campy movie. I mean, with the music and the way the uh, jokes were edited together. Like, there were a couple scenes in this film that were, like, like, way more dramatic than I was expecting for a giant shark, you know, crazy movie. Like, like I think they really, really were trying to channel Jaws in a couple places. Like, Jaws essentially is a drama with a shark. I mean, it was a very uh, character-driven drama. Whereas this, it's a giant prehistoric shark. Where are you going to go except... Can't be with this. Are you really going to take this very seriously? Well, you know, and, it's uh, funny you say this because mm-hmm. my like just going on this. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, my assessment was I was kind of watching a movie that wasn't sure of its identity, right? I think mm. that that part of it was going that campy direction, mm-hmm. but then part of it sort of wanted to be a serious drama. Yeah, yeah, and that's really. Here is an felt interesting like. side mm-hmm. note. When I saw it, there were some people. <laughs> That were taking it as the campiness, and they were laughing at times where it wasn't trying to be funny. Right. But it was funny, right? And and they were just watching it that way, as if they mm-hmm. were watching Sharknado, right? And then there mm-hmm. were other people in the theater getting annoyed with those people because <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were at Jaws, and it was right. and it was sort of oh. interesting to see. And to yeah. me, that was a reflection of this movie yes. doesn't have its identity, right? And I saw that as as a flaw in the film.
1: It for sure, I, I agree, and and it really that that lies solely with the director. Like the director is kind of in charge of all those things, especially. With tone, tone is like the main thing, and it's also something very difficult to get right. When you're uh, when you've got like a movie like this, you really got to commit one way or the other. Are you gonna make it? Are you gonna make it Jaws? Or are you gonna make it? Um, you know, campier? Are you sure. gonna like? Like you can't, you know, take pieces and like you know, choose. Like to give you an example, like if you have a Sharknado movie. And you have a really poignant character scene that's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Or if you have Jaws and you have like some goofy, funny, you know, uh, scene that's played for laughs with the shark eating people, it's like, well, then that that doesn't fit either. Right. Mm. So you, you kind of have to pick a lane and oh, uh, absolutely, and, and kind of stay well, there. That's the so, thing
0: too. Like with Jaws, the, it had some kind of funny moments, but they were more like
1: they were character driven. They were
0: character driven, mm-hmm. and they were comic relief.
1: Right. Like yeah. when the
0: kids had the fake. Finn and they're swimming around and everyone's because it builds up this tension of like oh shit oh shit and then the kids like, he made me do it yeah yeah all right mm-hmm. it's like a relief right it's not it wasn't wacky right it was also mm-hmm. very plausible mm-hmm. that some dumb kids would do this stupid crap right. in the middle mm-hmm. of this real scare
1: yeah um by the right. dog pretty
2: much every great drama has those brief bouts of like properly timed yes humor relief but right. they're not, they Going don't. all the way back to When they dive into absurdity, like in the right. campy sense, that's when it's like you're having an identity crisis.
1: Like if you watch the trailer, you get the impression this is a campy, self aware, very fun, funny movie. It's
0: Jaws Meets Sharknado.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, when, when you watch the film, like, it's interesting that, like, some of those jokes, the way they were structured in the trailer, were taken from disparate scenes like they weren't connected like like this guy talking here and this guy talking here set a punchline oh no they were two completely separate scenes without the joke and then he put them together as a joke in the trailer so like, like it was interesting like uh, you know the way the trailer editor put it together of like uh, a different movie tonally than the movie actually was now was it that far off no it's still a giant mm-hmm. shark movie and it's still silly and fun and funny and uh, i thought jason statham was fantastic in this movie um i really wanted to see him punch the shark at one point uh, or kick it there yeah. had to be some kind of karate in the movie there was not <laughs> uh but at the same time like a, yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, the thing about jason statham is uh Uh, What I love about him is when you hire Jason Statham, man, you get Jason Statham. You know, there's not like he phoned it in. There's not like, well, his character was off. It's like, no, you get the crank Jason Statham. You get the Fast and Furious Jason Statham. You get that Jason Statham in the Meg. You got him. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, watching him was just really fun the entire way, all the way through. The supporting characters were not as you know, not that any character was fully developed, but uh, the supporting characters were definitely kind of uh, left in the wind a little bit, for sure. Um, Although that one, there was one actress that uh, uh, the short hair, like the computer genius. Remember who I'm talking about with the tattoos? Yes. I, I swear to God, her... R- Ruby Rose. Sk- yeah, Ruby Rose. Her uh, skin was so perfect and so porcelain. I thought she was a CG character at one point. Yeah. Like, you're looking at it, I'm like, my God.
0: She's like an Australian model or something yeah, like
1: yeah. that. Like, nobody's skin is that perfect in outside of a computer. Yeah. You know? And her hair was always perfect. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Her yeah, hair exactly. was vid- very video game-esque,
2: too. Right, like, it was right, like, like, yeah, much yeah. Like, she yeah. looked like
1: an anime character. Mm-hmm. She really... And... Uh, uh, but I, I thought, like, uh, it, it kind of hit all those beats of, like, uh, I I really liked the way the movie set itself up, like like a really old-school, like, monster movie. Like, it had that, like, sense of dread. It had that kind of slow build and slow burn. And uh, I liked the way it started and kind of set up. Uh, the problem is it just took too long. Then we're like, okay, well, we're set up now. Let's, let's get it moving. Let's get it moving. And then, yeah, so I, I think it was, like, there was a little bit of a pacing issue, but... Uh, I think one of the problems was uh, I was a little too excited to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was one of the problems. Like I really did you go on all maze runnery, Chris? I did. I almost went maze runnery. Yeah, I did. I was like I still learned my lesson, but you know the trailer I loved and uh, Jason Statham. I you know I just loved the idea of like you know a campy monster movie sharkish thing, and uh, you know it was it didn't quite live up to my. Uh, overly inflated expectations.
0: Ron, what were your <laughs> expectations? Were you just mad that we weren't going to talk about 8th grade? When oh, you, when my, part, yeah, my
2: I Yeah. No, I wasn't mad about not talking about 8th grade. I mean, I, I actually, I thought that was just okay when I saw it. I mean, I, I didn't dislike mm-hmm. it, but it was just kind of like, okay, cool. Um, that was more like, my girlfriend wants to see it, so I'm going. <laughs> so I know I'm going. But, um I didn't have super high expectations just because I knew what kind of movie it was going to be. Yeah. Um, And, again, I just kind of thought, like, well, I I feel like you're a little bit – you don't have your identity down. Either give me a more Sharknado-type movie or give me a more serious – now, it had the plot line – that they totally could have gone one way or the other with it. I mean, yeah. they could have made a legit action drama out of this given the plot line, which I thought was fascinating. Mm. Um, you know, the whole idea that that the seafloor is in fact lower and right. stuff like that. You get so, into Pacific Rim territory. Which was cool. It was yeah, interesting. yeah. That was really yeah cool. I mean, that was really cool. That was really interesting. So, so, to get what you were saying about how it set it up well and then it sort of let me down. Uh, I agree 110%. It's one of those things. If they show me the first 20 minutes of the movie, stopped it, said, Do you want to keep going? I would have been like, Hell yeah, I want to keep going. Then after the movie, I would have been like, I've been wrong before, I'll be wrong again. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Swing and a miss. That was. Um, as far as supporting people go, the one, uh, the one kind of shout out I'll give to, I liked what Rain Wilson did. Mm-hmm. With his character, right? I felt like that was the only character where there was a little bit of dynamic going on there. Right. Uh, at first, he was likable mostly because it's like it's Rain Wilson, and you yeah. see him, and you like that character, playing right a billionaire
1: away. who funded the entire research. A dick station. billionaire, yeah. yeah.
2: But the dick I felt came out a little later. Right. Mm-hmm. The dick I, I thought, like, at and first, justified
0: because the you know a lot of those tech billionaires are dicks.
2: Uh, totally. Oh, a hundred and ten percent. But it's like his kind of. His actual, I thought, like sinister end was later. And I thought that was interesting. And I thought he kind of played it well and kind of did the most you could. Because he started off as that kind of
1: like, uh, you know, um, boy-child billionaire yeah. who just like come on bring it in give me a hug and you know that kind of like yeah like um, harmless bro yeah, yeah like yeah. hey
2: you uh, you've had everything handed to you but you're mm-hmm. as cool as you can possibly be right because at least you're doing something productive to society with your mm-hmm. money okay cool mm-hmm. i'm listening and then you kind of you know there was this more sinister
0: we'll go more to right that in the spoiler yeah. let, right.
1: let me ask you guys this question because this was like a rather large plot hole that uh bothered me uh you remember in Jurassic World where um, there was? I think it was uh, uh, what was the character the guy that plays Kingpin? What's his name? Vincent D'Onofrio. He, the guy that plays weaponi- Kingpin. Yeah, he wanted to weaponize the dinosaurs. Like that was like the big thing. Sure. It's like I'm gonna weaponize the raptors. You, you, they'll, uh, they're killing machines. Yeah. We're gonna we're going you know we're gonna we're gonna put army uniforms. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we're gonna weaponize them. Um, this eccentric billionaire in The Meg created this giant research station. They find a giant shark, and uh, <laughs> he said, "You know, this is someone else is going to beat us to it. We we can't wait that long. We uh, you know, there's 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 money to be like there's millions to be made here. Okay, how do you make money from a giant shark swimming around?" <laughs> yeah like where, that? where's the investment there well, how do you where monetize you, yeah how do you monetize a giant shark people getting around murdered at popular yeah. beaches yeah it's like because it's like it kind of like well what's the whole point of this research station like it was never explained like uh if it was something like philanthropic like look i'm an eccentric billionaire i've mm-hmm. always loved the ocean this is i think this would help kids this is like i'm gonna fund this as a marine institute like no. no, all of a sudden we found a giant shark and now we have to figure out how to monetize it. But I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm just telling you that it can be done. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> and his initial interest was never, yeah.
2: he could have been as simple as, I've always loved to surf. Yeah, they didn't yeah, even give us that. Yeah, like, yeah. they didn't even give us
1: that. <laughs> like, because uh, it's you know, it could have been a philanthropic thing. That's sure. fine. But then it, it would it would take away from them him being a dick at the end. It's like, well, I've spent all this money on this research station, I have nothing to show for. What did you think was going to happen? You you built a giant ocean research station. Where's there's not even a, an oil drill here. How are you going to make the money back? <laughs> well, okay. he was, was going to teach it to torture, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I I thought like that was one of those things where like, well, it could have been explained, but then I think like somewhere in the rewrite process, like I think maybe his character changed or the motivations changed or, uh, and it never kind of got cleared up. Like, you know, why he funded this, what his end goal was, like what he was expecting to get out of as far as a return. Uh, So it got a little muddy and I think it would have been cleaned up pretty easily.
0: I am not sure. Why you guys put this much effort into this? Like, I literally... I just... Big shark movie. The characters are going to be two-dimensional. There's going to be a thin plot line. And a big shark's going to get loose and eat people.
2: Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: What the hell yeah. are you guys... What were you guys well, expecting? I was
2: trying to not spoil anything, Graham. This is not the spoiler episode. <laughs>
0: right. We'll get into that in the spoiler yeah. episode for sure. But I mm-hmm. went in with the low... I went in with like... Yeah, I'm gonna eat cotton candy on a on a roller coaster. Right, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is gonna happen. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna learn anything. <laughs> Nothing's. <gonna laughs> ha- I'm not gonna go. Wow, that was healthy. I'm
1: not, <laughs> You're not gonna learn about shark habits. No, no, this is not
0: gonna be good exercise. No. It's just gonna be cotton candy on a roller coaster. Yeah. And I had it. I just was like. Yeah, I went with a with a film nerd fan
1: because honestly, all all um all little gripes aside, it was a fun time at the movie. Sure, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I
0: screamed. Fun. I mm-hmm. jumped out of my seat a couple of times. You did mm-hmm. it, right? You did some great shark scares.
1: Mm-hmm. There were some cool jump scares in it for sure. Mm-hmm. There were some
0: cool jump scares. Um, I
1: want to mention a couple of them in the spoilers. There's some because, there's some cool. There, there, there a couple made me jump too. Yes, yeah, and yeah. there's some
0: cool stuff. And we'll get into the spoiler. I went, mm-hmm. oh, well, look at that. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. Because yeah. I, I thought it was going to be so predictable. Um, and, you know, his ex-wife's in there <laughs> you know, he's got to rescue his ex-wife. But then yeah. there's this,
1: what are the chances? Gee, wow. They're both
0: marine biologists that yeah. rescue sharks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this single mom, the boy, I wonder if that's going to happen. You know, like yeah. this stuff, it's like, I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> you need to watch the first nine minutes of the movie yeah. and you'll go, yep, 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 yep. 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 Yeah.
1: We're marking all the boxes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was fine. Um, the, yeah. And I liked the science in the beginning. Mm. of that's cool so there's the ocean floor but oh they go through this level of blah blah gas and then there's a hotter more new shark village or whatever yes. yeah buy it, buy it, buy it, <laughs> go for it you know like i love good fin science that's yeah. just, just <laughs> barely put in there mm-hmm. so i don't know i had a blast
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And and
0: I I wasn't... We're
1: just nitpicking. Yeah, you guys are... Mm.
0: Well, no, you know what's funny? Usually I'm the guy that nitpicks the fuck out of movies, but...
2: (laughs) Well, you mentioned, like, uh, low expectations and just, like, yeah, it's going to be thin. So I entertained the idea of, like, this might be a fun one to go stoned, right? And uh, I was like, I might get high and go to this. But I knew I was gonna do this Podcast. stoned or 3D. You gotta pick, <laughs> right? All right. right. And I can't. 3D gives me migraines, so it's gonna be stoned every time. But uh, have
0: you ever gone to 3D stoned? Does that fix the migraines?
2: <laughs> never tried it. Gotta try it. Thank now you. Now I gotta try it. We
0: need that research. We yes. Need to do that Someone's research gotta do that. All right.
2: That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a topic all on its own one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. But the last time I watched a movie... so You know that movie The Astronaut where that dude gets kind of stuck in space and he, like, ends up growing stuff? And you know that movie? Uh-huh. The Martian? The Martian, yes. sorry. Yes. The, the Astronaut? <laughs> space <laughs> guy? Remember that movie? Space guy? Space cowboy? Space, space Remember Spaceballs where that guy gets stuck you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Martian is the movie I'm yes. thinking of. So I watched that when I was really stoned. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I thought the entire time... There was a big conspiracy against him, and they were keeping him in space. Like, I thought that the entire movie, to the point where, like, I had questions after. And all my friends were like, Ron, what are you What are you talking about? There wasn't, like, why is the president lying? The president's not lying, Ron. The president genuinely wants this guy to not be in space anymore. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't know why I was, he-. so my point is, I was worried that if I got stoned, like, I would, like, I'd be here. And you'd be like, Ron, did you? see the movie like, that's not, like i would have screwed it up somehow yeah. and i'd be like it was a lobster the whole time and yeah, be like yeah. what like. yeah
1: we need to fight for more shark rights <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah probably would have become a shark activist yeah. <laughs> um all right so we'll get into
1: it in the spoiler yeah yeah for sure
0: but uh, yeah, it was yeah. a fun time it go, the it's fun yeah, time yeah. The
1: it's it and honestly um summer Especially, like, you know, kind of end July, m- you know, beginning of August, mid-August. Perfect time to release this movie. Perfect time to release this yeah. movie. Yeah. It's uh, when everyone's already in the ocean. Yes. You know, it's the mm. summer. It's just, It was it was.
0: Perfect. I went surfing this morning.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was not worried about no, a Meg. No, you mag. weren't worried about I, a w- Meg? I w- was no, not worried not. about a Meg coming in.
1: So, um, okay, the next movie I saw was Extinction. What? And uh, this movie was another... Um, streaming movie originally produced by universal for a nationwide theatrical release but was instead offloaded to netflix for an undisclosed amount um so well netflix has a pretty big checkbook yeah Mm -hmm. netflix not only does have a pretty big checkbook i think there is a um there's collusion between all the studios right now to raise their rotten tomato scores for all their movies so what they're doing is they're selling all their shitty movies to netflix I really think that there's like they're literally using netflix to offload their shitty movies because that's what it feels like everyone i've seen has been awful and this one is no exception so i think what's happening now is netflix needs content they're buying these movies probably you know at a premium because they're they're big studio movies they're they're not cheap movies and uh they're getting content for a uh subscriber base that doesn't seem to mind that these movies are subpar and uh you know the the studios are offloading these subpar movies it happened again with you know Warner Brothers remember we saw the uh the jungle the new jungle book movie that Warner Brothers uh put out like they're already started the marketing campaign Netflix came in, swooped it up. It's gone. It's Warner Brothers isn't releasing anymore. Netflix is going to put it. They're putting on their service. It's not a
2: bad theory, man. So because that tells
1: me that the movie must be awful. Because it's I doubt it's as good as the John Favreau one. So, so this movie is uh, has a great setup. It's like one of those Total Recall kind of. uh, science fiction movies like you know somebody's getting flashes in their memory like well did this really happen is there a conspiracy what's going on is there going to be an alien invasion do I need to protect my family all of these things are set up with Michael Peña which is really interesting and then about 20 minutes in they all get abandoned (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they uh, come back in a very sloppy way towards the end of the movie <laughs> so it's this mess of uh, science fiction and uh, you know alien invasion cliches and uh, artificial intelligence all these things mashed together from better movies and it just plods on at this weird pace and then it just finally ends and you're like okay well I, I can see why Universal didn't want to keep this movie um <laughs> So, it, but it was one of those movies, too, like, you know, if you have Netflix, it's definitely, it, it's worth watching the first 20 minutes, shutting it off, and then just go, well, let me write the rest of it myself, and then oh. it'll be a better movie. Uh, so, it, it did all these weird things, like, um, and it took itself so seriously, this, uh, this movie, and, you know, it had all these weird plot threads. It had, uh, uh, Luke Cage was in it, uh, Mike Coulter. Yeah. yeah he's he was he was like kind of a supporting character he was in it and uh <laughs> but it's really funny the way like it really felt like like a first draft of a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. like or, or somebody in development read like the first act and like this is fantastic we need to get buy this movie and make it and then didn't read the rest of the script so uh because i don't think anyone did <laughs> And uh, so the movie has a great setup, goes off the rails for an hour, and then tries to bring everything together in, like, the last 10, 15 minutes. But the problem is, by then you are so uninvested in the film that you don't care that they're trying to wrap it up or tie things together at the end. Because you have that whole hour chunk in the middle that is, like, you know, meaningless, that has nothing to do with the beginning of the film. So it was poorly structured poorly put together and uh, you know again Netflix big marketing campaign too like they were like you know see all these original movies we have on our platform you gotta check them out I'm like, no watch the series yeah yeah yeah, yeah avoid avoid these, uh, these movies so I have uh, still I have yet to see a better movie than uh, Cargo so I'm hoping Netflix will acquire or uh, at least make <laughs> one of them um,
0: I want to bring this up I forgot to mm-hmm. I, we haven't talked about this in a while I think I saw the teen the Teen Titan Lego, the Teen Titan animated movie. Teen,
1: Teen Titans go to the movie. Yeah. Oh man! Again, I wanted to see that. We didn't get a chance to. Yet. It's
0: fantastic. I knew it would be too. It, I was like excited it's to see it. So great. <laughs> yeah. I it, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It has all the jokes. Like this is, it's got so many. If, it's if Deadpool for kids, it's it's Deadpool for yeah. kids, but mm-hmm. like great jokes for the adults yeah, yeah i mean there's a there's a great line in there and i am going to spoil it where they they flash back to to batman's origin story
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and young bruce wayne comes out of the movie theater with his his parents he goes thanks dad for taking me to see me this movie in this really bad neighborhood
1: <laughs> it's,
0: just, uh. it's just shit like that yeah and then in yeah. the frame <laughs> the, in the background there'll be store signs and and the, the signs all have jokes in them right mm-hmm. and it's hilarious Mm -hmm. and i saw it with with the kid i'm a big brother to. right he's 11 he Mm -hmm. had a blast yeah
1: and he didn't get all the jokes i'll bet he didn't get get all the
0: jokes but he you know he likes all the marvel movies so any of the jokes to marvel Mm -hmm. he was like laughing and we were he was like oh yeah that's from the marvel world stop calling
1: me deadpool yeah "Yeah, oh my god that joke's great the movie is Mm -hmm.
0: hilarious Mm -hmm. if you're a superhero movie fan you gotta see this yeah because it's just like it's all the jokes. It's makes in fun of DC. It makes right. fun of Marvel. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's hilarious. It's yeah. a great
1: film. I really want to see it. And uh, one thing too that I, I like about it too, they didn't ship it overseas to animate. They actually animated it here all in Flash. So, uh, um, and they said it like it it shortened the time, something like that. It was made like in like less than a year, something like that. So. Um, but it looked really fun. I still can't wait to see it. my kids both want to see it so we'll probably go uh, your
0: whole family's gonna love it yeah yeah, I can't wait because your kids have seen all the Marvel films. yes mm-hmm. they've seen some of the DC movies. Yep. they're gonna mm-hmm. love it. You're gonna yeah, yeah. love it yeah. it's the jokes in like, I was laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. It was like that, the last the Deadpool
1: right mm-hmm.
2: Well I remember seeing the trailer and the trailer made me laugh a couple times. Yeah yeah so yeah
0: yeah and it's that's the thing too and we've talked about this a lot on the show but it's it's a good point is sometimes in a comedy, it's always a letdown if the five funniest scenes were all on the or trailer. Or on the trailer,
1: right? yeah, yeah, of course. That happens sometimes. This happens sure. a
0: lot, yeah. but this movie, man, there mm. are so, the trailer is does exactly what it should do. Right. Just give you a taste, a little mm. tease, and the rest of the movie is awesome.
1: How was uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman? Oh, my God, <laughs> and that's so funny,
0: knowing the story of him almost right. playing Superman, and mm. like that, so this is so many inside jokes. Right. There's so many layers. It's. I feel like like I need to watch this movie three or four more times because mm-hmm. there's probably another dozen jokes I missed.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It's great. Watch oh, very
1: it. cool. So and then the the last movie is uh, Wonder Wheel. This is actually another streaming movie, but it's on. Uh, uh, it's with a deal with Amazon and Woody Allen. And this one got completely savaged by the uh, the critics. So I went into this movie with very low expectations. You know, I grew up watching Woody Allen movies. And, uh, you know, he's in his 80s now. Um, he's, he's very creepy. Got a, you know, horrible past and, you know, horrible uh, activities. But what, what I found fascinating about this movie as I was watching it is that... Uh, there's themes in every Woody Allen movie that come over and over again, and some of them are like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you know, like, Manhattan's really hard to watch now, mm-hmm. just by seeing, like, what came out about Woody Allen. But this one, it's like, you know, Justin Timberlake is having an affair with, uh, Justin Timberlake, by the way, uh, is playing a uh, lifeguard in his early 20s. He's probably late 30s by now. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he plays. So I'm like, okay, you're in college. I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so he has an affair with uh, Kate Winslet's character but then starts to fall in love with her stepdaughter. I'm like, "What? Like what are you what, what are you do, what are you doing?" Like uh first of all, yeah, we know there's no good marriages in a Woody Allen movie. Every there's always an affair, there's, oh, they always break up and I I got it, okay? We're going to see that in every Woody Allen. Movie, but, you know, you don't need to put all this creepy stuff in that's reflecting your you know, your actual life. Um the movie is not great. It's definitely not one of his better films. And it also has like this weird creepiness to it because of his personal life. So uh, parts of it were like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure like what he was thinking, like, or what anybody was thinking that Greenlit. Like, I, I'm sure Amazon had buyer's remorse on this for sure. So uh, um, there are a couple good things about it, though. I, I will say this the, um, it's set in 50s Coney Island. The production design on this film is absolutely breathtakingly stunningly gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. Like you it was like when you're watching The Revenant, you think, oh well no, they didn't shoot this movie. They got a time machine and filmed people in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, they put yeah.
0: GoPros yeah. on yeah. a trapper yeah. Yeah. and let yeah. them run yeah. around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it, it had that feel to it, like uh this really looks like, you know, the fifties and from the costumes and the in the sets and the uh the storefronts. And uh it so said the cinematographer Vittorio Storaro – oh, he's foreign. That's weird for a cinematographer um, (laughs) – took inspiration from the Coney Island paintings of artist Reginald Marsh in creating the look of the film. And the movie was shot entirely on location in Coney Island. So Many of the businesses were altered to resemble shops or restaurants from the 1950s. So uh, I will say this. uh, For whatever reason, Woody Allen is a very talented director. He can get really good performances out of mediocre actors – because playing opposite uh, Kate Winslet, you would think, oh, probably another really solid actor, Jim Belushi. So, uh, (laughs) but, you know, under the direction of Woody Allen brings, you know, brings his A-game. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's one of the best acting I've ever seen Jim Belushi do. Uh, But him, Justin Timberlake, and, uh, you know, uh, Kate Winslet does a a really fine job. It's, It's one of those things, too, that it's like, you know, the movie, apart from it looking beautiful, has no real reason to exist other than to either be some kind of weird Woody Allen confessional or uh, some weird, like, uh, like I'm just going to take pieces of my better movies and kind of cobble them together and just fill 90 minutes. So that's really kind of what it felt like. Like, there's a couple places where, you know, it has that kind of, like, poignancy and the, little, the, the character drama and the character motivations and the character scenes like uh, that's one thing that Woody Allen does is a lot of times his characters are layered and the motivations can be complex and they can change and but they're always believable because they feel like real people just like in real life somebody might be nice one minute and horrible the next or they might actually hit like a breaking point which is kind of what happens in this movie but It's all things we've seen in other Woody Allen movies. Like, it's nothing that we didn't see. There's nothing new or interesting uh, apart from the production design as far as like the Woody Allen uh, movies go. So, it's like
0: he made some good movies for, you know, and when he sort of had this resurgence, and then when all the stuff came out about everything, it was like,
1: ah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I really like Blue Jasmine. And again, it's like, you know, you got a great performance out of Andrew Dice Clay. That's, you know, impressive uh not that he's a terrible actor but you know that it, it, it's he, a good director brings the actor to the next level and mm-hmm. that's what he usually does um so it's definitely not something i would tell you to rush out and go see for sure you know uh one thing i will say though is that if you grew up watching Woody allen movies and you know you have kind of like in a uh, a nostalgia and an affinity for his older movies, you could kind of watch it with that lens because that's what it kind of feels like. Pieces of his old movies just kind of cobbled together. So you get some of those moments. But as a movie together, it's not great. Yeah.
2: Wow. It almost sounds like the uh, shark movie with an identity
1: crisis to me. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> I didn't. So. So Ron, I don't know if you know this, but we have a new sponsor this week. Oh yeah, yeah it's Eero. Um, this is a—you'll uh, never think about Wi-Fi again. This is a whole house Wi-Fi system, second generation, Ron. This is um, uh, Gen 2, uh, the Eero Gen 2 and the Eero Beacon. So what it is is you have like your your uh, your Wi-Fi, and then you have these two beacons, so you could get your entire house kind of covered after you uh, you place them. And I I put this together. Uh, and set it up. You set it up through your phone, which is really cool. Now, we have Wi-Fi in the Gargoyle garage, but we got to reach the rest of the house. So, uh, my kids are already complaining that there's no Wi-Fi in the rooms. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely unintentional. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, but now with the, um, the Eero, I'm able to actually get the beacons out there and actually cover the entire house. So, it's been, you know, it was really good. and It was, like I said, easy to set up. Um, it has... Uh, Proprietary true mesh software. It's built in to work perfectly with the Eero hardware It's an intelligent Wi-Fi system and it automatically receives over-the-air software updates So you don't have to worry about uh, updates, which is really cool. So uh, It has increased speed and range with tri-band radios. It sits flat on a surface It plugs in with a power adapter and connects over Ethernet or wirelessly in any combination so you know, the single-router model just doesn't work for our increasingly high-band-bandwidth world. So imagine a light bulb in your living room to light your master bedroom. So, you know, Wi-Fi, it go, the waves don't go through walls well, so you need these beacons to actually get to the rest of your house. Um, it's a distributed system. You can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. All you need is the app on your phone, and it'll walk you through the uh, process. And it lets you manage your network from the palm of your hands. So you'll know how many devices are connected and uh, what the Internet speed is. So, the other thing which is great is they have great customer support, and we are not going to let you pay full price. This is really cool. With the code CFN, you'll get free overnight shipping to the U.S. or Canada. All you got to do is go to Eero.com, E-E-R-O.com, and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter CFN to make it free, the shipping free, the, the unit you still have to pay for. So, uh, check it out, Eero, E-E-R-O. Boom. You know what else we have, Graham? What's that? We have some Patreon sponsors. Wow! Mm -hmm. $50 a month, this is what you get.
0: Get an ad read.
1: And I got to tell you, these guys have been with us for a while, so their ad reads are adding up, and we appreciate the support, gentlemen. Um, Johnny Rulon, he's promoting his novel uh, titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon in both digital form and hard copy. It's an experimental stream-of-consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover, T.S., on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. Productions.com. And our favorite charity, the Audacity Performing Arts Project, produces after-school uh, performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com. That's audacityperformingarts.com. Uh, uh, Johnny and uh, Lou, much appreciated the support.
0: Guys, for $50 a month, mm. if you go to com- uh, patreon.com slash comedyfilmnerds, we will promote your business URL, whatever cause, on all of our shows.
1: Yeah, even it's the trailers. It's a spoilers. great
0: deal. It's the best advertising deal out there. Yeah. You can't beat it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Don't be an animal.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's check out some trailers, Graham.
0: Oh, let's check out. Some yeah,
1: trailers. let's do. Uh, why don't we do Lizzie first?
0: Let's do the Lizzie trailer. Here mm-hmm. it is on the big board, everybody. We're going to bring it yeah. up
1: here. Kristen Stewart's in this movie, Graham. Right now, you can get oh. online with HostGator. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, no, ad no ads. How dare I don't you? Watch
0: this ad at all? Here no, that's awful.
1: We here we go. Oh, violence and grisly images, nudity, a scene of mm-hmm. sexuality, and some language.
0: To your knowledge, did your father have any enemies?
1: Shall I repeat the question? This is about the Lizzie Borden murders. No, I heard (laughs) you. Then please answer.
2: The new housemaid, ma'am. It's Bridget. My name's Lizzie.
0: Do you find your room comfortable? It can get quite hot up there. Sometimes it's best to leave the
1: door open. It's all really right, sweetheart. It's one of those period pieces that the only period they do is costumes. Probably like they don't be. worry about speech or dialogue. Have I or done like something? That. Very contemporary dialogue. Eat, Lizzie. I said you will eat. No! Oh!
0: You would apologize to your mother. Don't you dare call her my mother.
1: It crackles with tension. Shh. You need me help. You have it. Must be certain if you say that. I
0: am. Lizzie Andrew Borden. Please place your right hand on the Bible before you. Do you swear before Almighty God to tell the truth in all matters pertaining to the murder of Andrew and Abby Borden? Okay. <laughs> Are you afraid? what? To your knowledge, did your father have any enemies? Is this is America, sir. Narrating? I hope. <laughs> Every man with a pulse has enemies. Any man with a pulse has enemies. You remember that? Yes. You Let's always see. remember that? Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like the that's another movie with a uh like an identity crisis. It's like, well, is it gonna be an art film or is it gonna be uh kind of a genre exploitative film or no, we'll do both
0: oh, okay, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be some i it, it, it could be interesting. i normally I'm not a gowns and accents movie, yeah,
1: but this one's got gowns accents. Uh, a murder sex mystery. and blood yeah yeah, <laughs> <it's> yeah. <good laughs> mur-
0: I like a good a murder crime
1: mhm yeah a good murder I crime I like a good murder crime <laughs>
2: well, kind of like uh, one thing I kind of liked in the setup was it it seems like there's really like it totally gives that whole you can't trust anyone vibe mm-hmm. and right. when a movie mm-hmm. does that well I really like it, it when can a movie be doesn't do yeah. it well it can be kind of hard to sit through yeah but when t- they do yeah. it well
0: I like, cool. see, that's what I, that's, that's, I guess what I love about a good murder crime mystery is, <laughs> uh, is that when you don't yeah. know who to trust, are the right. cops crooked, who's crooked, this guy mm-hmm. had it coming, who did it, like, why, you know, I like it.
2: I'm going to guess, am I going to be right? You know,
1: am I, am I going to guess this mm-hmm. right? Am I going to get it wrong? Yep. Yeah. And what's going to happen? Oh, someone's going right.
0: to get murder crimed.
1: Now we get, uh, speaking of murder <laughs> crimes, we've got, uh, the new, uh, Venom trailer. Oh, here it comes now Now, I want to see if uh, this new trailer changes any minds. It didn't change mine.
0: I'm Eddie Brock. I'm the a reporter. The I always seem to find I to say so. I do
1: love Tom Hardy, though.
0: something Man. the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been
1: notice He's how bad they bad never bad show bad. how he got infected by the symbiote. It must be like a giant a cloud thing. In the
0: Look around at the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse.
1: It's always Humans on the brink of collapse. Are
0: disposable. No, real. But yeah, it's a... <laughs> and
1: combined. It's no longer fantasy. This is a
0: new race, new species. A higher life form
2: you want from me?
1: You'll find out. I'm oh. so sorry.
0: We cannot just hurt people. Look into my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it.
2: You have no
1: idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. I'm not really sure how Michelle Williams fits into this movie at all. you just might survive.
0: Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. Giant leaps will always come at a cost.
1: Uh, The villain name is Brian. speeches about you. eating people. We are
0: Venom. Oh, I have a parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. Are you, was, are you still excited I'm about still it? I'm still excited. Okay. Before this trailer right. made me excited. This trailer <laughs> makes me excited. Ron, what do you think about
2: this? I'm actually, yeah, we were talking off mic. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of into it too. I, I mean, first of all, th- there's been so many superhero remakes and it's nice to see something that's more villain focused, that's a little mm-hmm. different. And I feel like that sort of used to be kind of a little bit more of the case. And I'm, I like that. Like, I like the fact that mm-hmm. That in the Tim Burton Batman movies, it was kind of more villain centric. That was more interesting to me, especially mm-hmm. since we all kind of knew Batman's story. Um, I dug that, so I'm in and, and I you know I like Venom, so yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm okay. intrigued, you know. I'm, I'm I'm not expecting it to like knock me on my
1: you know off my socks, but all right, I'm odd man out on this one. Yeah. I'm like I'm not excited about it mm-hmm. I, because
0: I think Venom is an interesting character, and Marvel is going.
1: It's way different than the Venom we saw in Spider-Man Three. That's for sure. Sure, wow. and that's the thing that's... I like
0: about this. And I think you get to see the what, to me at least, what the Venom character is about is that sort of dilemma, of you're a vigilante. Right. So, so where do you... You get to do whatever you... Like, what are you going to do? Just kill anybody, ran, like, randomly? Or are you going to just only go after the bad people? Or you have this power. You could abuse mm-hmm. it. You could just use it for good. You could use it for your own selfish
1: means. Like, Well, I like the fact that they're getting closer to the actual character. Like, the, you know, the character in the comics, you know, I don't know how many times they retconned him, but it was... Uh, you know, Eddie Brock was a disgraced journalist, and he ended up, like, you know, just writing for tabloids. And, you know, he's always had that kind of, like... Fluid, conflicted morality about him. So, you know, it made him a really good villain because, you know, when the symbiote bonded with him, like, it brought out the worst in him. But there was always that spark of, like, um, like, well, you know, there is some good buried down there somewhere, which makes for a more interesting villain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we're seeing hints of that in this new trailer that we hadn't seen before. So that could be a little interesting. But uh, I don't know, it just feels like you know what DC is doing. It's just like over CG'd and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I'm still not loving it, but well, see, I, mean, I, you know, say, I could be wrong.
2: I got to say, it's interesting. You brought up Spider-Man three because the mm-hmm. spinoff I'm really waiting for is a villain movie starring emo Toby Maguire.
1: That's, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. That's what that's coming soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, with uh, some great musical montages in it. Of It'll course. It'll be fantastic yeah, with be him walking numbers. down the street. The whole yeah. thing's going to be a musical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Perfect. Um, so, Okay, so we have on DVD Avengers Infinity War. Yes. You know, great. I can't wait to see this one again. I mean, this is one of those movies where, like, I'm sure there was stuff I missed the first what, time And through. how yeah. great
0: is the bonus content yeah. going to be?
1: Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Be... I, usually I wait. Until I get, like, a, I buy the Marvel movies in, like, the phases. Like, they release the Blu-rays, you know, Phase 1, Phase 2, where they're all kind of together. So I'm waiting for the f- full Phase 3 to come out. Do we know when... Aaron, do you know when the last uh, Phase 3 movie is? Is that next Avengers movie? Not a clue. Not a clue. Not a clue. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'd assume, yeah, I'd assume the second
1: Infinity right. War. So uh, uh, I would actually, you know, I'll probably get it in the box set. Now, the next movie is Bad Samaritan. Um, this is kind of like an indie-ish movie but it's it's one of those movies that tries too hard to be a thriller Mm. you know it's like this kind of looks interesting I don't don't
0: even remember this movie coming out
1: yeah well it's uh, uh, I don't think it was out for very long Um, what
0: happened? They made a deal before Netflix could buy yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Or, or even Netflix went, you know, we do have standards at some point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or is this too good for Netflix? Yeah, yeah,
1: that could be too. It's like, yeah, this one's not cheap. Oh, it enough. won one award at a festival? Yeah, yeah we can't have that Ooh. on the service. Yeah. Um, the next movie is How to Talk to Girls at Parties. This is based on a Neil Gaiman short story. Um, I don't know how closely it's stayed with the short story about kind of aliens visiting... Uh, I think the punk rock scene in London in I think the seventies, I think. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's actually a period piece with aliens, and I think Nicole Kidman is in it. So uh, uh you know right. I could be getting that completely wrong, but uh, I think that's what's that's what's going punk on. Punk rock but... and aliens, I'm in. Yeah, you that's... know, it, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like, it's like I'm honestly yeah I didn't know. Can, can you pull it up real quick? Uh, but what what was really interesting about this trailer, if you watch the trailer for Hawk to how to talk to girls at parties it was one of those trailers that split you like right down the middle where i'm watching the trailer going this is going to be really cool and fun and awesome and like mm-hmm. something i've never seen before or this is going to be an absolutely uh total mess that'll make no sense and it's going to be awful like it, like it really i felt have a feeling was it will no be one of those two things yeah yeah, yeah. i felt like there was going to be no middle ground in this movie it's going to be really cool and quirky or just let's really unwatchable yeah all right let's watch the trailer Bonus trailer, everybody. Enjoy. So, uh. Starts with a uh, guy driving a car. Yeah. That's 100% <laughs> style. Mm-hmm.
0: Big sponsors. Okay. Can't, I can't fast forward through this ad.
1: Oh, how dare they.
0: I know. They're not. Don't buy this car because they didn't pay us. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, it is 70s. Okay. London, 1970. We welcome you to the revolution! Yeah, this is a cool Let's
0: get laid. <laughs> Hello.
1: Welcome.
0: They must be from California.
2: It's going to be all right. <laughs> Just corner the one that looks the loneliest and speak in short sentences. Hello, my name is En. It's short for Henry.
1: I'm Zan. Now that is punk. Do more punk to me. What do your people do on
0: an ordinary day?
2: We do what we want.
0: Having no restrictions. This is unprecedented.
1: Really feels like Let's a 70s out. alien movie too. Like, like remember that David Bowie movie, like the man who fell to Earth. That yeah, really has that feel to it. The future. <laughs> come with you it's gonna be it's all the sex the punk, sex and drugs and outfits <laughs> in an alien sex and <laughs> drugs and outfits yeah <laughs> I slept at his
0: house and met his mom sorry love it's my first time at this it's taking
1: longer than I expected and we engaged in incomplete <laughs> sexual activity <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to come home
2: yeah, yeah I know that.
0: she's not long
1: None of them I bet
2: they participate in some bizarre sex rituals. No,
0: how do you know that?
2: I just don't see it happening. You have less than
0: 24 hours to rectify the situation. You're in extreme danger. We have to leave now. I feel alive. You are feel alive. Sam needs hope. We'll need backup. You think you can just swallow us up?
2: Rise up, my children!
0: Paul oh, Kibben looks like she's I'm having a ball. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like to Is around, running
0: around like London in a punk rock outfit yeah. and fight?
1: As,
2: a, as some kind of queen alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: trying
2: to fix what our parents it's like up. SLC Punk meets E.T. Are you lot with ET me? <projects>. Since '77, I'm yeah.
1: in. Yeah,
2: like, I'm, I'm gonna give this a shot. It's like,
0: a it's like a touch of John Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Should
2: I
1: try
2: my blue jacket? Yes. It was
1: just. It's like I said. It's one of those movies that it looks like it, it got all the pieces right and put together, or it's like it's gonna be a mess. And you're gonna know in ten minutes. Yes. That'll be the joy of it. Like, like in
2: ten minutes, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna watch the rest of this, or you're gonna be like, Ah, they mm-hmm. they had a good idea. They screwed it up though. Oh, this right. is why it didn't get wide distribution.
0: Right. You know, you'll say that. You'll yeah. say that thing. Or how did they let this thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Slip through. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, uh, and then premiering this week is uh, Mile 22. The this Ronda Rousey is... action movie. Come on. <laughs> Isn't that Mark Wahlberg in this sure. movie? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's I not mean, why
0: I would go. Yeah. Well, he I, was never heavyweight. He was, I, never, not, he was never UFC champ.
1: Nope. And, uh, but also I think the marketing for this movie is that, like, well, you haven't seen Mark Wahlberg shoot people in a while. Right. It's time.
0: I saw some posts. I've seen some posters, though, that were Ronda Rousey.
1: Really? Just her. Oh, okay.
0: Because she is still, I mm-hmm. mean, she, I don't think she's fighting anymore. Yeah,
1: but she's got a following. She's
0: got she's one of the most recognizable female athletes in the world. Yeah,
1: yeah. So if she's
0: going to go out and start thumping skulls on screen. I'm in. Yes. Because uh, I love watching I, her fight.
1: I like her, too. I think she's, uh, yeah. you know, and.
0: Uh, one of my favorite. She says a lot of shit that, you know, she would like. Rub people the wrong way. I, I always kind of liked it. One of the things somebody said to her once, they were like, she took some criticism from some, I can't remember who, some celebrity or something. A, a woman was like, Oh, you have a body like a man. She goes, Yeah, well, my body wasn't made to just fuck billionaires. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awesome, so yeah, I'm
0: gonna go see uh mile 22 just for that. <laughs> I hope that
1: line makes it into the movie.
0: <laughs> hope she just taps somebody out with an arm yeah, bar. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: crazy rich Asians is a uh, kind of a romantic comedy about uh rich Asians,
0: <laughs> it's based on a series of books I found yes. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably this movie is probably gonna do a billion dollars overseas.
1: It's one of those like big fat Greek wedding kind of things. And the
0: books are already a huge phenomenon right. in, in like China and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be huge. Do very well. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Alpha, this, this movie, yeah, if you want to see a uh, uh, a trailer where you go, oh, well, um, some billionaire threw a bunch of money at this movie and then some studio picked it up for nothing. It was uh, It's basically <clears throat> a kid rescues a wolf and they become friends in yeah. uh, prehistoric <laughs> so times. <Yeah. laughs> so it really looks um, like it was made in somebody's backyard with a green screen right. and uh, uh, with wolves. So, uh, but then, but somebody still spent sixty million dollars. on sure. it. Sure. So for no reason. Yeah. So um, somebody made money on this movie, not the investor. So <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the marketing so, team made. Money yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: Somebody made money. Um, Well, that is our show. That is our show. Should we uh, start with Ron? Ron, what what do you got
0: going What's going on? Where can people see you?
2: So, uh, go ahead. People can check me out on YouTube every Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Get Your News on with Ron and ronplacone.com for more information on that. Also, I'm on the Jimmy Dore Show. And get your tickets now, November 2nd, Sacramento, November 3rd, San Francisco. November 23rd, I will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and I got a new merch store thanks to Comedy Film Nerds. Really? Tell us yes. about that, Ron. What's I these? got a, I got a new merch store, which you can just get via my website. You can just go to com, hit store. It, got, it takes you straight to the Comedy Film Nerds link. Uh, you can buy a Howdy Howdy
1: t-shirt there. And for this month only... You get free buttons when you order a Pretty shirt. Pretty exciting. I just took uh, took possession of the buttons in the shirts. They look fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A
0: great way to support the show, you guys, is to go to the Comedy <laughs> Film Nerd store. Yes. Uh, we always say spend, if everybody spent $20 with us uh, once a year, we'd be doing great. And uh, Ron Placone is a funny comic that you should be following and supporting as well. So... Check it out, you guys. Go to the store and buy us stuff. And uh, if you're in Sacramento or San Francisco, the first weekend of November, come see the Progressive Comedy Tour.
1: Yeah. Do it.
0: Also los angeles august 25th we're doing the comedy film nerds trailer park
1: yes that's coming up at dynasty mm-hmm.
0: typewriter it's mm-hmm. a saturday night show what we we've got gareth reynolds is already confirmed awesome
1: so from what the we, dollop
0: um from the dollop mm-hmm. we will be taking uh you know a bunch of movie trailers watch them make jokes during talk about them in between grammar tickets already on sale tickets are already on sale mm-hmm. you just go to uh are they on our
2: website
1: maybe
0: Well, go to GrahamElwood.com
1: for
2: sure, (laughs) or go
0: to Dynasty Typewriters website. But go to GrahamElwood.com.
2: Play it safe. Play it safe. Go to the certified (laughs) websites.
0: And guys, a great way to support the show is to come out to the live shows. So if you like want us to do more live shows. The more tickets we sell, the, the easier the it is. The more likely
1: that is that it'll happen. Yeah, if there's a
0: small turnout, then it's like, meh. Well,
1: we won't do it as much.
0: No. So buy your tickets, August 25th, Dynasty Typewriter, Comedy Film Nerds, Trailer Park Show. It's the show, if you've ever saw us at Podfest, that's the show we've done. Right. We always shoot trailers, and we have some funny friends on the show, so um, we'll get one more guest.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Come check it out, August 25th. Uh, Dynasty typewriter in Los Angeles, go to GrahamElwood.com to get the tickets. Check it out. Check it out. And, of course, uh, watch my show, Political Vigilante. There's new clips dropping all the time. And uh, support us on the Patreon.
1: Yeah, support us on the Patreon. Even if it's one or the $5 level, everything helps. $10, you get the uh, the extra episode mm-hmm. and uh, extra video content. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have the new Comedy Film Nerds logo T-shirts. You can check that out if you're looking at your phone or... Our feed, you could see the new logo has been propagating and that is now on a shirt that you could buy. And um, also, I want to mention the um, long ago and far away, the graphic novel is at the printers. A lot of you have been emailing and saying, hey, when can I buy it at Comedy Film Nerds? I assure you, the second they... They end up in the Gargoyle Garage. They will be on sale in the Comedy Film Nerds store. We're making that announcement. And also, all the digital rewards have gone out. If you haven't gotten your digital reward yet for kick, from Kickstarter, email me at um, info at comedyfilmnerds.com, and we'll hook you up. And the physical rewards will go out as soon as the uh, printing is done.
0: That's our show, ladies and gentlemen, episode 429. Lock it down. <clears throat> want to thank Ron Placombe for being on the show, Aaron Brungart on the ones and twos, And everybody here at the All Things Comedy World Podcasting Headquarters, my name is Graham Elwood.
1: And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first.